Hi, everyone. Welcome to the next episode of the Bay Street Capital Holdings podcast titled, How'd You Do It and Why Should I Care? This series aims to highlight women doing amazing work in various industries. So today we are so lucky to be joined by Stephanie Miraku, who is Assistant Director of Alumni Relations at Providence College. Hi, Stephanie. Lovely to have you on the show. Layla, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited about this opportunity. Of course. So let's jump right into the questions. Let's start off with a quick introduction about yourself and perhaps an answer to the main question of the podcast, which is how do you do it and why should I care? Absolutely. So my pleasure. So I work in higher education. I have been working in higher education for almost 10 years now. I actually did my undergraduate education at UMass Dartmouth, where I studied English and Spanish. And um, I went on to do a graduate program, uh, an MBA specifically from Clark University. And um, before I started my MBA, I actually started my career in higher education. I basically have kind of done lots of different functional areas or been in lots of functional areas across higher ed, which I'll get a little bit more into um, as we continue. But um, essentially, it's been a lot of connections with people a lot of relationship building um, and really circling in or really diving into what my passions and um, what things I wanted to give back in um, that really has pushed me forward along the way. And I think the reason why people should care is that um, it really does take the drive to continue moving towards what is most important to you and staying true to your values, but also leveraging the relationships in your life to help you um, achieve your goals. Definitely. So this role as um, Assistant Director of Alumni Relations is a very people-focused role. So did you always know you wanted to head into this type of role? Uh, what inspired you to join this industry? Yeah, so it's it's a really interesting story, actually. I did not know Um and I've just been very fortunate to, you know, meet a lot of people along the way who've helped propel me forward and have believed in me and have given me opportunities to really grow um, and learn as much as possible. So I started out, um, I had mentioned that I studied English and Spanish in my undergraduate career. So actually my first role, um, I have to credit um, the former Wheelock College, which is now part of Boston University. Um, but I actually started working in the um, Global Education Center at Wheelock. And I was able to work with these amazing scholars from Argentina, Chile, and Uruguay that uh, were doing an exchange program through the State Department and Fulbright. And um, through that program, it was really my formal introduction to higher education outside of being a student. And um, that was just an incredible experience. I got to travel during that time. I got to build some great relationships and really um, learn some valuable skills. And that ended up pushing me or um, giving me an opportunity to step into social innovation. So I worked for a social innovation center um, called the Aspire Institute at Wheelock College um, after that. And then... uh, From there, I really found my passion in higher education, and I really found ways to continue to grow my skill and, um, you know, pivot where needed. So after working at Wheelock, um, I actually went on to Clark University, and um, I started working in basically at the intersection of student activities and events management. Mm. 
And um, I certainly learned a lot through that, as you can imagine, very uh, fast paced, you know, busy, uh, sort of hands on type of role. Um, And I did that for I did both roles for just about four years, um, the role at Wheelock and the role at Clark University. And then I transitioned actually right um, at a very interesting point in our history, March 2020. Um, is when I started working at Providence College. Yep, um, the day the world ended. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, that's when I stepped into alumni relations. And honestly, it's been a, a great experience so far. I've really been able to bring together a lot of the skill sets and interests that I have. Um, the relationship building that I mentioned and really working with people, um, really helping people to shine, giving them opportunities to connect with each other and connect with their own passions, um, but also um, really promote philanthropy and giving back and cultivating community in that way. So that's been awesome. And a lot of creative projects too have been um, a big part of my role currently. Wonderful. That's really great. And it seems like a lot of your past experience in uh, your career has really helped you in this current position you have. But I'm curious, what are, what were the best resources, in your opinion, that helped you get to where you are today? Absolutely. So I would actually say, uh, not to be a broken record, but it's really people. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to give credit to the people who've helped me along the way. I've had Never had a formal mentor until 2021, actually. Um, I currently have a really great mentor. Um, but I will say that it's really been the connections, um, you know, whether it's people who have recommended me for roles, whether it's people who have just checked in on me, people who are always happy to grab a coffee, um, whether it's people who just um, want to connect in a more informal way. Um, you know, the friends that have been supporting me throughout my family has been amazing. So I really have to give so much credit to my support system, because that's really, um, you know, at the, at the core of it. Definitely. And following on from that, you mentioned, obviously, people were definitely core to this role. And I assume you must have spoken to a lot of people before joining this industry. But what were some lessons that you wish you would have known before joining the industry? Something that, you know, the people you spoke to didn't mention or forgot to say? Yeah, I love that question. So I would definitely say advocating for yourself is really important. Um, So I think, you know, as a new professional, you know, early on in my career, and even throughout, um, I've definitely had moments where um, I was saying yes too much, or I was taking on too much, or, you know, I had a hard time kind of balancing the different responsibilities. I tend to be someone who stays very busy, you know, whether it's volunteering in my community, whether it's writing, I have a passion for that, or whether it's, you know, my day work, day-to-day work, um, or otherwise, you know, trying to be a good, you know, daughter or sister or otherwise. Um, Sometimes that can be um, challenging to manage everything, but it is really important to say, hey, I need help or, hey, I need a break or, um, you know, are there some additional resources that I can tap into? That's really important. And I think for some time, I thought that that was a reflection of me not having the appropriate competency. Whereas now I understand that that is really an important component of professional growth, personal growth, and all of that. 
Definitely. And thinking about, you know, personal growth and the span of your career, what would you say was your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? Yeah. So I like to think of failure as an opportunity to grow. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's really been about knowing when, you know, kind of expanding on what I had shared before, knowing when it's time to pivot or knowing when it's time to stop something or knowing when it's time to really just say, this doesn't serve me anymore. This doesn't work for me anymore. That could be with relationships. That could be with opportunities. That could be with really anything that takes capacity and time and energy. And I think um, my biggest uh, failure or opportunity to grow was really in the area of knowing where my limit was. Mm. Um, And I would say that as much as I consider it a place where I misstepped, it's also helped me to really learn more about mental health because that's really important. Um, And also to learn about how to ask for help because I tend to be someone who, like I was saying before, do a lot, keep a lot on my plate, but it is, it is really important and it is quite all right to ask for the help and get the support that's needed. So I think um, knowing now that it is okay to do that and that it is actually showing strength to do that um, is something that I'm going to continue to hold on to as I move forward. Definitely. That's really great advice. And I feel like a lot of young professionals, when they start out in their career, they're just too afraid to ask for help because, you know, they'll have the idea in their head that, you know, what if my, you know, seniors think I'm not good enough or anything. But at the end of the day, you know, now is the time to answer ask questions and ask all you want, because it's better you understand what you're doing now rather than being confused further down the line. Exactly. Yeah. And um, that's a really great piece of advice you gave, actually. But what specifically is one piece of advice that you wish, you know, you would give to somebody who would who's going to pursue a career similar to yours? Yeah, I would say always be open to learning. Um, I think sometimes there's this idea that you've made it when you are in the C-suite or you've made it when you can you know, have someone pick up your phone for you and you don't have to answer it directly. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, there's some uh, additional supports in place where it keeps you from being on the front line. But I do think that it takes um, a lot of humility and a lot of uh, respect for different roles and respect for learning and teamwork to be able to say, hey, yes, you know, this may not be a direct part of my role, but I can learn something from the people that I'm working on this project with, or I can learn something from, you know, taking a day in this other role, or I can learn something from going to this event, even though it may, you know, take me a, an extra half hour to get there or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that is something that has been incredibly valuable to me every step of the way. And I definitely would encourage folks that are interested in higher education um, or any front-facing type of role to do that because you can learn so much and really having that open mind will take you far. 
For sure, for sure. And following on from that, um, I feel like people know a lot about the higher education field, but I'm curious, what is one common myth about, you know, the field that you would like to debunk? Yeah. So, I mean, of course, there's so many different functional areas. And I mentioned before that I've worked in a lot of different parts of them. Um, But I would say this whole idea of summers off. Yes, some people have summers off. um, But you know, we definitely work hard um, in higher education, um, regardless of whether we're in financial aid or whether we're in um, alumni relations or whether we're in student activities and so on. Uh, we definitely work hard to really um, contribute to the the holistic and you know, positive holistic experience of students um, and community members. And we're really in different ways trying to contribute to that experience. So that takes a lot um, mentally, emotionally, physically, and so on. So, you know, just thinking that, oh, yeah, we're just in school forever and we just, (laughs) we have so much fun. Yes, there's definitely fun parts of it, um, but it does take a lot of hard work. Definitely. And more about you. I'm sure, you know, obviously no summers off, (laughs) as you mentioned before, is it keeps you very busy, this role in higher education. But in your free time, what have you read or listened to recently that's really inspired you? Yeah, absolutely. So to the tune of relationships, um, I actually really enjoy this podcast called Girls Night, and it's by Stephanie Mae Wilson. Mm. And um, one of the recent episodes that I listened to was about friendships in different seasons of life. Mm. And one of the things that I took from it that will stick with me is this idea of letting go. It's quite all right if a relationship runs its course. Mm. It's, It's completely acceptable and normal to get to a point where something is not serving you well, or you see that it's really one sided or there is no real value add any longer, or you just decide that it is not aligning with where you see yourself going, that it's okay to let go. That's been something that has been a struggle for me um, personally and professionally. And I think that um, just accepting that and knowing that it doesn't mean that you wish ill on someone or that you don't care it just means that you need to take a different direction and it's probably the healthiest for all the parties involved that's okay yeah that that's a really interesting one actually I didn't think of that and as now that you mention it I'm thinking back to you know the friends I had in high school and now the friends I have in college and you know people I've lost along the way and people I've gained along the way so yeah it does make sense when a friendship naturally or any relationship just runs its course it's best to let go for both parties Yes, absolutely. Um, And then following on from that, talking about relationships and people in your life, who are three people who've been the most influential to you? And I'm sorry it had to be three. I know you mentioned this was the hardest question. Yeah, this was definitely difficult for me to narrow down. Um, But I would say um, the first one is my mom. Uh, She is such a resilient person. She is so caring for the people around her. And she also is really good at setting boundaries for herself. Mm -hmm. Um, So that is just, there's so much that I respect about her, but those are kind of the top of mind. Um, And then I would say uh, one of my best friends, Nadia, um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) she'll, she'll be uh, surprised that I shouted her out because she, she likes to kind of keep things low key, but um, she is amazing. And 
Um, she has been so supportive of me through every endeavor um, since we've known each other and is so caring. She knows how to show up for people, but to show up for herself as well. Um, and I really respect that about her. Um, and then the third is a little bit non-traditional, um, but I'm thinking of my circle just as an entity because it was really hard to pick three, as I mentioned before. So just the circle of people around me. Um, I'm really grateful to have had wonderful people, um, whether it be teachers along the way, professors, um, friends, um, co-workers. I've had so many people around me that have just been incredibly supportive. Um, I've served on committees, boards that have really helped me to grow in different ways. So um, I would say the circle for, for the third. Amazing. And then finally, um, to wrap up our conversation, what is one piece of advice that you wish you gave yourself at any point in your life? Yeah. So I would say the biggest thing amongst others, um, but the top one is really to be true to yourself. Mm. Uh, I think at the end of the day, you can try so hard to make people happy and to, you know, check a box. But if you are not honest with yourself about what your limitations are, what really matters to you, what your values are, nobody can do that for you. So live in your truth, be honest with yourself, and um, use that along with your values to guide you. And you will certainly figure out um, the way to go. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Stephanie, for taking the time to speak with me today. This conversation was so refreshing and it was truly very, very engaging. Thank you so much, Leila, for this opportunity. I appreciate it. Of course. Bye-bye.